Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. We've got a great series of podcasts and YouTube videos for you this week. And the topic is going to be all about negotiating. Now, negotiating is one of those things that many of you have, frankly, been able to avoid ever learning how to master because in this previous market, and I I think it's clear to everyone, it is a previous market, you didn't really need to know how to negotiate more than making it so your buyer got the house. Sellers pretty much wore the pants. Still true in most of the country. I 100% understand what we're going to be entering into is a new era, a new time where you're going to have to have obviously new skills, especially as pertains to negotiating. So Julie has prepared a four-part series and it's really drilling down on how to master the art and the science of negotiating. We're going to start out by giving you an overview kind of basically a mindset. That's how we start all these podcasts is kind of getting your head head in the right space to receive the information. Uh, we tactfully as best we can um, help you to move past your levels of learning. The first level being not knowing you don't necessarily know the uh, unconscious incompetence. And once you've discovered some unconscious incompetence from Julie, uh, I think, um, you know, sharing with you some of these initial points, then you'll be open and more receptive to learning. And the point, our all goal is to present information to you that you don't necessarily need urgently, but you're going to in the next 30 to 60 days. You don't necessarily need it today because in many markets, it's still a seller's market, but you will, I assure you, need every single thing we're about to share with you for the rest of the year and probably for years uh, to come. Because frankly, we are definitely in a different cycle of the economy and it's not going to be a short-term cycle. So Julie, thank you for taking what was essentially probably about 10 hours putting all this together. (laughs) You're welcome. And yes, it was. Uh, And that doesn't even count all the stuff I've been gathering as we saw that these guys are going to need real negotiation skills beyond choosing the right offer for the seller. And, you know, I was thinking as I wrote this, a lot of the negotiation was teaching your buyer how to actually do what they had to do. So things are all changing. And remember that negotiation happens not just when the offer is made, countered, and hopefully accepted, but also during home inspections, appraisal issues, and many other times before your clients finally make it to the closing table. And, you know, even the most experienced agents can still have moments of anguish or anxiety in real estate situations. Maybe they're in a higher price range than they're used to dealing with a seller with a strong personality, or maybe they just can't see eye to eye on key points. It happens to the best of us. Now, new or inexperienced agents dread running up against a tough negotiator, a buyer or seller who just won't seem to budge, or an agent who they just can't seem to communicate with. So that brings us to the definition of negotiation. It is the process where two or more parties with different needs and goals discuss and find a mutually acceptable solution. And we're going to keep going back to that as we go through our podcast series here. But again, it's where you find an acceptable solution. What it is not, and we hear this from agents, how they talk, the bludgeoning of the other side, making them cry, getting them to hang up on you, faking them out, or other obnoxious, what we call non-tactics. So avoid this language and beware of agents or even clients who lead with these types of conversations. So the following are strategies that'll help you find that mutually acceptable solution that you're looking for when you negotiate. 
and we'll discuss both the buyer side and the seller side as we examine these points together. There's going to be actually three parts. One, we're talking about the subject property, what you're negotiating about. Then we're going to talk about things from a seller's perspective and a buyer's perspective. And finally, the fourth part is going to be additional strategies. So this week is going to be intense. And this is the nature of how Julie and I present information. This is not going to be a lot of, you know, mindset-y woo-woo stuff because we know ultimately knowledge equals confidence and ignorance equals fear. And if you're feeling fear right now, the only countermeasure you truly have is knowledge. The only countermeasure you have to make that insecure feeling uh, that happens in a market like this, an economy like this, the only way to make that go away and to essentially keep it away is by having the confidence that comes from knowing that you know how to solve whatever problem comes your way. That is something you have to earn. You cannot fake. We're coming out of, a, you know, frankly, an economy, a world, a culture where you could essentially fake being an expert for, you know, basically the last 15 years. You could say you are an expert, even though you have no right to call yourself that. And now the market's going to easily sort and sift who is a true expert and who isn't. Hopefully you're listening to this podcast because you realize Julie and I are not fluff artists. We're focusing on giving you the confidence that comes from the knowledge that we are passing along to you. And many of you are going to take the next natural step after you've listened to today's podcast and the podcast that we do every single day, and you're going to want to join Premier Coaching. And the best part is joining Premier Coaching is 100% free. And all you have to do is text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier, P-R-E-M-I-E-R, to 47372. We text you back a link. You click yes that you want to join Premier Coaching, and then it takes you over to the page, and you can actually join Premier Coaching. The whole process takes, and I have timed it, about 22 seconds. And uh, so just go ahead and do that now. And if you're outside of the continental United States, or if you just prefer to go to the website directly, that's great too. You can just go to members.timandjulieharris.com, members.timandjulieharris.com. And Premier Coaching includes the actual notes from today's podcast, the actual checklist that we're going to be sharing with all of you this week. It includes the real estate treasure map. It includes every single thing that you're going to need in this market because of this, how quickly this market's going to change. I mean, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be hearing about interest rates. We're going to be hearing more about politics. We're going to hearing more about a recession. And you're going to be, you know, essentially surrounded with people that aren't going to know what the hell direction to go. And the best thing for you to do is be myopic. Focus in on what you can do. Focus in on what you're in control of. And what you're in control of is are the people that you help and the financial results that come from the people that you help. You are smart in that you are a real estate professional and you're a real estate professional during a time when people are going to be needing skilled agents more than ever. Guys, the fact is, is that the caring, competent, skilled agents are going to absolutely make a fortune in this market because they're caring, competent, and skilled. Skilled being the key word. Do the next natural thing. Go ahead and sign up for Premier Coaching. It's free. And yes, that does include a daily semi-private coaching call with one of our Harris Certified Coaches. Simply text the word Premier to 47372 or just go to com, And you can be on your semi-private coaching call today. So go ahead and take action on that now. And remember when texting, message, and data rates may apply. All right, so moving on here to part one, and this is called Get the Facts. As Tim just said, knowledge equals confidence, ignorance equals fear. So let's start with the subject property. What do you actually know about it? Know all you can about that subject property. Whether you're on the listing side or the buyer side, 
Here are the facts to gather before you start negotiating. And here's a bonus, Tim. The negotiation checklist, there's actually three of them that are included in Premier Coaching. Yep. And they're on the right when they log in, right when they join. Absolutely. Actually, they can have them today. And you just dusted all these off and polished them up and posted them uh, yesterday. Updated, polished, posted, ready, ready <laughs> waiting for you guys to use them. Ready to be printed off. Well, let's think of some more P's. Pinned up to your wall. <laughs> yes. And put to use. To so, get you to be productive and profitable. So please join Premier Coaching. I have no other piece. Promptly. Promptly. <laughs> there you go. And this is especially for my note takers. Don't feel like you have to write down everything. If you, When you join Premier, it's right there waiting for you. Okay, so point number one. Again, all of today we're talking about the actual subject property. Read all of the MLS description, including extended comments or agent comments. Many times the listing agent will actually state exactly what it will take for the seller to consider an offer. If not, call the agent and find out what the seller's priorities are, not just the price. Now, remember, there are public comments and then there are private comments. And sometimes those are on obviously different screens. So make sure you're reading in the MLS. It's the public comments that obviously get pushed to Realtor.com and Zillow and all the rest of it. That's essentially consumer facing. And then there's the private comments where the agent with the listing agent will put up usually what Julie just said, the hacks to getting the house in contract. It's usually called agent to agent comments. Right. And so make sure you're Read those. That's right. Okay. Point number two, notice if there are any details listed like commonly not FHA approved or seller financing may be available or seller to contribute up to 5,000 towards buyer's closing costs or as is only and a new one that they haven't probably ever seen $500 bonus to buyer's agent or things like that, that might be a little more exciting for you. So notice all the details. Point number three, run the history or in some MLSs it's called the archive. Uh, of the property. Also search Zillow, Google, and YouTube to see if it might have been a for sale by owner prior to, prior to being listed. The search should take you maybe five minutes or less. If you don't know how to do it, ask for help. By the way, we are not saying do not call the listing agent and ask for, you know, essentially what's important to the seller. Jaleed is going to be getting, I think, in the next, uh, yep, it's coming up. She's going, I, I always do that. Okay. I apologize. I'm That's reading right. your mind. But really, guys, where you're, where, this information you should do in addition to calling the listing agent. Yes. Not, at, don't do one or the other. Do both. And especially the last point Julie just made where you're going and finding out the past listing history. Go to all the previous listing history because what you might find is the house was for sale not six months ago, but maybe a year ago. So whatever was pushing the seller to want to sell a year ago and they maybe they didn't sell it or they took it off the market or whatever, I guarantee you that that same motivation is back, but it's amplified now. So they're more motivated to sell now, not less. But probably the current listing agent, soon to be previous listing agent, if they don't get the house sold, isn't necessarily going to have the, had had the skill set to get the house priced uh, correctly. That's right. And the, the listing agent isn't always going to tell you it's been on and off the market a bunch of times. Actually, that actually leans into a really good point. If the listing agent it hasn't taken the, and you won't really know this, you can guess, but if the listing agent hasn't signed a long-term listing contract, the listing agent themselves, if they signed only a 60 or 90 day listing con uh, age, uh, listing contract, and by the way, podcast listeners, remember, we told you, and we teach you how to do this in Premier Coaching, you want to sign at least a six months, uh, but an ideally 12 month listing contract. No seller is going to sign a contract that long in my market. We tell you how to do it in Premier Coaching. So the seller actually wants to sign it. So that's all part of Premier Coaching. And we've talked about that on previous podcasts. But the point of it is, is if you know, maybe you can see 
from the other, li the uh, maybe you know the agent, or frankly, you know the office, or you could probably just guess. That listing agent probably did not sign a long-term listing contract because their mentality was a stock in the previous market where things would sell in 22 seconds. So you might find that you're talking, you have a buyer that's interested in purchasing a house and you call that listing agent for a little bit of inside information. And that listing agent is going to be more motivated than that seller to sell the house because they're about to lose the listing. Isn't that interesting? I'm sure they haven't thought about that in maybe a decade because houses were selling before they'd have to have that conversation. You make an excellent point that sometimes the motivation of the listing agent comes into play. Well, Jules, how many people listen to us right now? And there are probably 30,000 that will listen to this podcast in the next probably 30 days or less. So the question I have for you is how many of them were in the business 10 years ago that they needed to know that? statistically not about 14 right exactly <laughs> those are probably our coaches okay exactly so point number four find the days on the market so far is this a fresh listing or has it been on and off the market has the price been raised or lowered has it been pending before and gone back on the market well what caused that were there inspection or appraisal issues was it a buyer issue What's going on with that? And sometimes you see some really interesting histories of some of these properties that come on and off, they raise the price, see how that goes. Then they get in contract, then they take it off the market. You know, you can find out a lot, even if the listing agent doesn't tell you all that. You don't have this in your notes, so I'll throw this out there. And I know this isn't readily available in all markets, but if you can find out the mortgage data, because what you might also find is if you see a lot of on and off the market, like for example, somebody might have their house on the market uh, decide now you haven't seen this in the previous market, but you do see this type of behavior in this new market, especially if we go really into a, a severe recession, you'll see people will try to dual track their cash out of their house. One system is going to be to put the house for sale one path. The other path is going to be to refinance. They will not be able to put, have the house for sale while they're trying to refinance it or, you know, whatever. Right. So the mortgage company job one is going to take the house off the market and then they're going to try to refinance it and get their money out. So there's different things you have to follow. So if you look at the history, not just of the days on the market of the property, but the, also the, essentially, if you have access to the data, which many, like pretty much all states you will, go to see if they've refinanced it. Go to see if they've taken second loans against it. See when those dates were. And again, it all goes back to seller motivation. If you see somebody who's had the house for sale, took the house off, oh, and there's a refinance, I promise you that's probably somebody who's been draining their house from equity because they haven't been able to make ends meet and they are very motivated. Yeah, you can find most of that from the tax records and you go deep enough, enough pages in. I know uh, I saw one where the house had been paid off. There were no mortgages, but there's a whole bunch of property tax liens oh, because yeah. the heirs had not wanted to sell it yet and also either forgot to or didn't want to or couldn't make the property tax liens. Well, along those lines, those are sweet properties yes. to pick up as investments, especially since there's no emotional attachment to the property. And they, no mortgage to deal with. Exactly. And they inherited it. I, I remember, I'll never, ever forget. It was our second year in the business. You and I got called out on this listing appointment. I went by myself. Mm -hmm. uh, it was in actually in the neighborhood I grew up in, Colonial Hills in Worthington, Ohio. And the house was a rat's nest. But the house was itself was, um, you know, structurally it was fine. But the house itself was just in terrible repair. And I did not buy it. And it, Julie, I did not bring it to Julie to buy. I may have mentioned to her we listed it and it sold for 22 seconds. I think we could have bought that house. And this was now a long time ago and probably made... Um, a 10x return on it probably to this day. Well, so what the point is, is there might be opportunities like that emerge. So even though we're not uh, predicting a precipitous drop in pricing, if no drop in pricing at all, that's probably what most of you are going to experience. If anything, we, incre we expect an increase in pricing of homes 
of appreciation, if you want to call it that, because of inflation. So with that in mind, if you do still stumble, you will stumble across bargains, you will stumble across opportunities. So don't be a dummy like I was. When you come across them, understand that they don't come that frequently. So make sure you snap that up. Which is the point of knowing something about the subject property, isn't it? They totally. Okay. So then they're not going to probably list that kind of thing in the MLS. All right. So point number five, what are the comparable sales for this property? Whether you're the listing agent and you're helping to advise the seller if they should take something or not, or if you're on the buyer side and you're trying to counsel the buyer where they should come in, the most run the most recent solds and pendings. How many days on the market did those homes take to sell? What is the list to sell price ratio? Are these numbers going up or down? What is the trend? What should you expect in such a negotiation? You know, there's a difference between what you would have done even 90 days ago versus today because you're going to have more competition, you're going to have more recent comps, and you're going to be able to see trends. So some of you who are more experienced, you're going to be saying, Tim and Julie, why aren't you talking about seller's motivation? That's what we're talking about probably tomorrow because at the end of the day, that is pretty much the most important thing. And we're going to tell you guys some Jedi mind tricks to find out what the seller's motivation is. Um, and you'll have inexperienced listing agents won't, will think somehow they're violating some sort of, you know, code of ethics by giving you some insight into the seller's motivation. But there are ways to tactfully, legally, and ethically find out what really is important to the seller. And that is going to be on tomorrow's podcast. So make sure you guys listen. That's right. Point number six, what is the active competition? For example, does the buyer, again, whether you're on the buyer side or the seller side, you need to ask this. Does the buyer have zero other choices, a few other choices, or many? Is there new construction in the area? How does the subject property compare to those options? This is going to color how your negotiations go, right? So point number seven. You know, I feel I, I feel obligated. Sure. So I just had this pang that I need to say this right now with relation to your point number six. Because I know we have a lot of new agents that listen because of the fact that there's a lot of new people entering into Always. the industry, right? Always. If you have new construction in your marketplace, which you do, and you have a buyer that's looking in the price range of the new construction, which you probably do or you will, you absolutely positively need to take your new your buyer to every single one of those models where the new build reps are sitting on their duffs and you need to register your buyers. Otherwise, you're going to discover, and I don't want this to happen to you because it'll be essentially so painful emotionally that you won't, some of you will basically be, you know, not be able to get past it quickly. Register your buyers to every single one of those new construction homes because here's what happens. Happens all the time. You're new. You're going to be working your butt off for this buyer. You're going to buy him 17,000 gallons of Starbucks coffee. You're going to give him away your nights and your weekends. They're $500 in gas. Exactly. Exactly. You're right. You know, gas is almost as expensive as Starbucks now. That's true. Right. So you're going to be in these, uh, working your butt off for these buyers. You're in your mind. You're already saying, I'm going to get this money. I'm going to pay my bills with this buyer in 90 days. And then the buyer is going to email you or text you. And, or, you know, that worst like, ghost you yeah, exactly. And you're going to, they're going to say, Hey, Julie, congratulate me. I just went into contract on a new DR Horton house and it's supposed to take delivery in September. They turned out they had this in inventory. It wasn't even in the MLS. And that's the reason you didn't show it to me on oh, they're giving me a free deck and free kitchen appliances and blah, 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 blah. And so, yeah, can thank you for all your time. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. And you're, you have nothing. You're not going to be able to get commission on that house. You're going to have wasted all your time and it's your fault. And by the way, even if you did do the right thing and you signed a buyer agency agreement, are you going to sue that buyer for your commission? Probably not. 
So the moral of the story is when you have a buyer and you have new construction, introduce buyer to new construction or the buyer will find new construction on their own. Builders do not put their ready to be delivered houses in the MLS. They are holding those off for buyers like your buyer, like Julie's buyer that just walked in and bought. They have little pocket inventory themselves and they're allowed to do that because they're, you know, it's, it's a builder and probably not members of the board of realtors. They can, you know, run their businesses the way they want to. And most of them, especially as a result of the hot seller's market, have or had uh, a stipulation that says if you didn't introduce the buyer, no commission for you. So don't don't go whining that, they're, that they owe you if you didn't bring the buyer to them. And they probably have a fair number of buyers that have backed out a contract for a variety of reasons, or they will over the next 60 to 90 days. The smart amongst you will be thinking, I need to go to new construction uh, ASAP and find out if I might be able to take any of those as listings. That's right. I read a report last week that uh, more than 15% of new construction deals have been backed out of in the past 60 days. And we did do, what was it, 20 hidden sources of homes for sale yes. as a previous podcast. And obviously, Premier Coaching members, we really drilled on all that as part of Premier Coaching. So why haven't you joined Premier Coaching yet? It takes two seconds. Well, 22 seconds. You could have done it now while listening to the past seven points. If you have not done so yet, I know 93% of you are listening to us on your mobile phone. Please text the word Premier to 47. 372. Text the word Premier to 47372. You can join 100% for free and have instant access to Premier Coaching. Text the word Premier to 47372 or just go to members.timandjulieharris.com. All right. Point number seven. What else is important about this property? Is it in the floodplain? Is it in an area that's extremely competitive due to a corporation moving into town? What's going to happen to that field behind the house? Are they really going to bury the power line soon, right? For all examples, and I could go on and on about different things, with the point being that not all subject properties are the same. Now, you guys are coming out of a pretty typical hot seller's market where you did have some pretty common practices, right? The seller was in control. The buyers had to waive pretty much everything. They had to be willing to go over list price, waive appraisals, and you pretty much did not have to negotiate inspections by and large. That was a pattern that you've gotten used to. Not so going forward. You're going to still use those strategies that you had from the last market sometimes. Definitely not always. So the point of today's negotiation talk is to show you that not every subject property is the same. Not all of the factors are going to be equal. So what you negotiate on today, maybe you find that you've got a really motivated listing agent. You've got a really motivated seller. You're, you're negotiating on a vacant house. The seller's making two house payments and the market's changed, they've got competition, and they're gonna really appreciate your offer, but still you shouldn't lowball them, so how do you put that offer together? And then maybe tomorrow you're offering on a first-time buyer house that there's you know five other contracts and you use the old pattern. The point is, you have to know what's going on with the property just for starters. Now, tomorrow and the next day, we'll talk about the buyer and the seller. That's right, and so number one thing is enter into this new market knowing that you have to hit hard refresh hard reset on your entire mindset with regards to what you have to know. We're going to beat this in, in we're going to say this every single day. Hopefully you're going to internalize it. Knowledge equals confidence, ignorance equals fear. One of the things that Julie and I did in our own uh, coaching business, and this was going on two years, actually kind of amazing, mm -hmm. is we knew this market reset was going to happen. We didn't know, I mean, we couldn't have speculated that we knew inflation was going to go up. We knew that there, the nature of the, you know, everything was going to change. It, it wasn't because it was the seventh or eighth year of a boom market. 
frankly, it's because of other economic factors that were going on. And we were hearing and we were seeing from coaching clients, because we have thousands of coaching clients, the nature of their mindset changing. So about two years ago, we completely retooled our entire business. We started with the marketing and lead generation websites, but we also went through and we cut back on staff. We were really trying to right size in anticipation of a quickly adjusting market. Then COVID hit and we were like thankful we had actually taken the, made those moves. And then the government tossed in a bunch of money and everyone was like, oh, I can just go get an FDIC loan. You know, there'll be all kinds of money printing. The government's going to sort out, you know, save my ass again. I know I wasn't prepared for COVID. I know I wasn't prepared for, you know, any sort of economic strife, but the government saved my butt. So all is good. The government's not going to save your butt this time. That's the point of what I'm trying to tell you. There is no more uh, government riding in on a white horse and tossing checks around. There's no more helicopter money. Those days are over. Please listen to what I'm saying. There probably is going to be a reprieve in uh, inflation. If you look at energy prices, like gas prices went down like 40 cents or whatever, that is going to have a positive effect on the inflation rate. So it might go from 9.1 to something lower. And then what might happen is the Fed might take a victory lap and say it beat inflation. And then what might happen after that is it actually might start uh, stop raising interest rates and everyone's going to think, oh, wow, we're past this big inflationary bout. But inflation still is going to exist and it's going to get worse. So even if you have some uh, head fakes in the near future with regards to the economy, you need to allow yourself to feel the fear of the un that comes from being uh, unprepared. The fear is a natural, normal you know, essentially, a, a what would it be? An evolutionary byproduct of not being prepared what's coming next. So don't allow any head fakes, frankly, that might be politically motivated to get you off track and knowing that you have to right size your business and you have to right size your mindset and you have to right size your skill set in preparation for this new market. Don't look for excuses not to do the things you don't want to do when you don't want to do them at the highest level. Your here's the thing it's I think is it's absolutely true. If you choose for it to be true, your greatest opportunity in your real estate career, those incredible experiences you've always wanted, the recognition you've wanted, the money you've always wanted, the amazing things that come from being successful and building wealth, all those things are still ahead of you. If you've been fabulously successful in the past, well, that's great because I can tell you from having coached a gazillion people, that is the greatest precursor for being successful in the future. If you've never achieved high levels of success, well, I great news for you too. You're in the right place at the right time, but you've got to stop lying to yourself that it's not going to take real work and you're not going to have to make yourself uncomfortable. I challenged all of you last week to make a list of the very things that you'd want to do the least in your real estate business. And then I wanted you to, and I asked you to be introspective about the things you wrote down and to realize the things you just wrote down are the things that are going to lead directly to you helping somebody and making money. Isn't that ironic? It's not make a TikTok video. It's not work on your branding. It's not choose your CRM. It's actually doing the real work of real estate. That's what this market is about. But you won't do the real work of real estate unless you know what that means. You won't do the real work. You're not going to have a conversation with somebody because if you know you're not prepared to answer their tough questions, you're not going to want to put yourself in a position where you might potentially be embarrassed or face ridicule. That comes from fear that is frankly, probably justified because you don't have the knowledge to make it so you can actually answer the tough questions because of this market. That's what 
Premier Coaching is for you. It is the solution to make that fear go away. Text the word Premier to 47372 or just go to members.timandjulieharris.com. Hey guys, listen, thank you for continuing to make this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. Help us to make our YouTube channel the number one YouTube channel. We are doing our best to make it so agents are overprepared for this market so that they can be of the highest level of service to, to consumers because a lot of people are going to be going through a lot of stress. Uh, and if you're feeling that way now, again, the best anecdote to that is knowledge. And then with that knowledge, you have to apply it and you go out and help people. When you're helping people and you're getting paid for doing it, you won't feel the fear. So other people might experience a recession in a negative way. You can actually experience, believe it or not, a recession in a positive way. I know that sounds a little counterintuitive, but isn't it time that you maybe take the opposite direction than the herd? Yes, it is. So please text the word Premier to 47372 or go to members.timandjulieharris.com. We'll talk with you on the show and on YouTube tomorrow with part two. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>